Bruce Claggett in for Jill Bennett. You know, this time of year, I'm often reminded that one of the best things you can do is think of those people that have greater struggles than your own and often help out. Some of that comes from experience. Some of that comes from opening your eyes to situations. And a lot of it just comes from the heart and knowing it's the right thing to do, especially at this time of year. I'm going to talk about two stories very different stories and bring in one man for his take on both because the second story is a very personal one for him. The first is a terrible tragedy that occurred yesterday in Vancouver and it does involve someone that was living in the margins uh, in Vancouver in a tent. Now we don't know all the details, they're still coming to light and we may never know all of these details because they simply don't get reported. But what we do know is what Vancouver police have told us and they say a man has died after a tent caught fire near Canada Place early on Christmas morning. You see, VPD officers were called out to reports of a tent fire along Waterfront Road. They went to investigate, they looked inside, and they found, unfortunately, a man who had passed away in this fire. Sad part is, this is not the first time that this has happened. And in fact, in the last couple of days, there have been other tent fires. It's dangerous. And it just is one of those incidents, or one of those themes that happens that reminds us of how rough Life can be on the street. There are better stories and better takes with this, and we'll get to that. But I want to bring in Guy Felicella. And you may have heard him on the news uh, this morning talking about uh, his recovery and what's kind of led to his recovery, and it was an act of kindness. But before we get there, I want to say, first of all, good afternoon, Guy, and thanks so much for joining us. Oh, thanks for having me. And second of all, um, I know that this, when you hear of stories like what happened yesterday, it must really be heartbreaking for you knowing just how fragile life can be when you're living on the street. What do you think when you hear of these stories? Does it bring back memories? Does it still resonate more for you than you think with a lot of other people? Um, well, I definitely relate to the struggle and the, you know, the the challenges of being homeless. I mean, it's really a mentally and physically punishing condition, um, you know, and something that can be prevented. Obviously, um, you know, especially in the cold months, you know, you know, people have to do what they can to stay warm. Um, and so sadly, sometimes that means, you know, starting a, a little fire just to keep your hands warm because it's so bone chilling cold in Vancouver. Uh, especially in the winter months. And, you know, these things, you know, can obviously happen. It's just, you know, one of those things that we often know and realize that the cold winter months are coming or there's going to be, you know, uh, a heat wave coming. And yet, you know, we continue to not have uh, access to, you know, proper housing that people can access. And that's the unfortunate reality of, of being homeless. Uh, it it can be solved. It's just that uh, this is an ongoing issue that's been decades in the making. And it's really pushed the catalyst to where it is today. It's a you know, tragic incident. Guy, as a, whole, as a harm reduction and recovery advocate, uh, you also look out for people who are in dangerous situations. 
Uh, I've heard of stories where you've had these fires in encampments. I hear them every year. I also hear firefighters warning about uh, things like propane tanks at times being around there. Is there anything practically, and this is a tough question, you can be honest with it, is there anything practically that can ever be done so we don't have these fires that claim lives of people that are living in tents? You know, that's a, yeah, it's a tough question. I did see in Quebec that uh, some uh, uh, guy provided, like, heated tents that were, uh, um, you know, for people who are homeless. So, basically, he was saying that he was trying to make Christmas a lot easier for in the winter months. I saw it on CBC, but it was really interesting because the, you could stay warm in a tent uh, without having to, you know, light a fire because, you know, so something like that would be really helpful if we could have some access to that uh, for people. Uh, obviously, it's still not the solution. I mean, the solution to the to homelessness is, is get people housing that uh, that they can that they can live in, and then obviously stay warm in. No, it's um, the right now. It's what's needed right now, not a, a permanent solution, as you point out. But still, uh, anybody that's taking a look at these type of stories, they still have to realize people are living in danger. I like your idea or this story that you mentioned. I hope that there is something that could come out of uh, maybe a technology with tents that are better in providing those. Uh, We'll look at that. But I do know that there is another story. And you've mentioned it this morning. And our friends over at the Global Newsroom have been talking about it. And that is your own personal story of how you came from these dangerous situations on the streets to actually having your whole life turn around. And it came to the generosity of somebody. Tell me more about that. Yeah, I mean, obviously, for me, there was many moments with many people, but uh, some meant just a lot more at the right time. And, uh, you know, 11 years ago on uh, Christmas morning, I was sleeping in a doorway across from the West Hotel and uh, in a sleeping bag and some you know lady just woke me up and uh, gave me a, a coffee a hug and and 50 bucks and said merry christmas and then just got up and 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 started walking away and i was just um you know in a really dark challenging place and i can still see her walking down uh carol to pender and turning a corner um and she just never looked back. She just, that was it. And uh, that encounter really kind of gave me like the belief that there's a lot of good people in in society that do care. And, you know, in moments like that, especially uh, through the holidays where I was really struggling, uh, that just meant the most. But really that she, she hugged me meant, meant more than the coffee and the money. Um, just that, uh, you know, she had that... Uh, Um, humanity to see a person struggling and you know it it really motivated me because uh, a few months after that uh, you know I I managed to break free from the downtown east side and it really kind of was one of the many moments but that moment in particular I talk about it in every uh, inspirational talk that I do I share that story of that lady Um, it validated you you as a human well, yeah, I mean, it meant so much. I don't even know. It's so small, probably, what she did. What what would seem like what you're doing. Uh, but, man, did that, that ever change my outlook. Uh, and it just, it, it really kind of catapulted me to being like, let's just try this again. Like, I mean, there's this lady doesn't even know me, and she stops. Uh, and that was that random act of kindness that really helped me in a moment of darkness. So, yeah, I've never forgot her and always talk about her. And, uh, every time I share that story with people, people get moved in the audiences uh, 
you know, and think to themselves like, hey, you know what, we can all do better and be better as people. Guy, you talk about paying it forward. You're also uh, trying to, in a smaller way, but replicate this to as many people as possible. Tell me about that. Yeah, you know, I I had the opportunity to go and uh, actually I was going to go down there and just do... uh, I uh, give three people 50 bucks to replicate what she did for me. But when I got down there, I thought I just changed plans. And I thought, you know what, I'll, I'll do 200 bucks of $20 for 10 people and uh, grab some Tim Hortons uh, coffee, met up with a nurse uh, at Tim Hortons that, uh, that uh, knew me as well. And she, she said that she wanted to pitch in and help. And so she helped out too. And, you know, we just walked around the streets and people were just so, I think they were more in shock, but they were also so, happy that uh, somebody didn't forget about them and you know i saw many people down there too doing similar things handing out food and making sure that the community was uh, you know looked after and man it's such a good feeling and i always say that the the you know the everything i have in my life today is a direct result of, of helping somebody else and so it just makes me feel good to be able to give back that moment of somebody acting those random acts of kindness in my own life and so yeah, i'll continue to do that and then so many people actually reached out saying hey next year i'll donate some money uh and we'll go down there so you can give more people money and i was like oh man this is so cool so i uh, really hope it inspired everybody to just remember that there's a, a lot of people struggling and that we can do better to, to help them and it's one day of uh you know where you kind of make somebody feel special and that's important guy for years the wisdom has been that uh, you don't actually give money to people that are on the street you give it to organizations uh that is kind of changing in terms of thinking now from what I see, because people are understanding that there are different circumstances where some of these people are not reached by organizations that are there to help. What's your take on it? Yeah, I just give people money. You know, uh, if, if somebody wanted a sandwich, then they can go buy it. Uh, you know, I've never had a, yeah, I mean, it's 20 bucks. It's not like a life changing amount or anything like that, but it's a moment that uh, people remember and, People always remember how you made them feel. And, you know, I don't give with an expectation that they have to do something with it. I, I give that uh, they can do what they need to do with it. And um, if it helps them, uh, you know, for for to do something different, uh, you know what, uh, then uh, I'm all for it. And so uh, it's, it's important for me to, you know, do what was passed on to me to pa- pay that part forward. I'll continue to do that. You are a harm reduction and recovery advocate, so it's a lifelong journey. Your journey is definitely not over. What's uh, in the future for you for 2024? Oh, you know, just to, you know, really kind of work on trying to, you know, help people get access to harm reduction services and also help people get into uh, access to uh, treatment and recovery services and, you know, work on uh, drug policy and continue to, uh, you know, try to change the narrative of people who are struggling so that, uh, you know, that they have access to all these services in every community. And that's what, uh, that's really what I continue to push for and continue to do. And, you know, uh, also uh, do some uh, public speaking engagements where I can inspire others not to go down the same path that I once lived. So, yeah, that's about it. When I listen to you, I hear that chuckle in your voice. You're certainly sounding upbeat. Do you have optimism? I mean, we hear so many stories about uh, this year after year after year about homelessness and people that are dealing with uh, addictions, and it seems like it's an ongoing, tremendously difficult problem. But you sound optimistic. Yeah, I just, you know what, 
in my own life, I see you never give up hope. And, uh, you know, uh, uh, you know, people maybe gave up on me, but the ones that didn't really kind of motivated me and helped me. And so, you know, I got a lot of hope for people. And uh, I think collectively, uh, you know, uh, everything has to work together. I think both sides of it, harm reduction and recovery, need to start working together better to support people. And uh, instead of creating a division and uh, I believe that's all all possible because, you know, at the end of the day, it's about, uh, you know, helping people. And I don't support harm reduction over recovery or vice versa. I just want to support helping people. And I just know that that can have a big impact. And you can change. You can't always change people's circumstances, but you can change a moment uh, in those circumstances that can empower people to change their own circumstances. And so never forget the power of kindness and, you know, always be there for somebody and don't ever give up hope. Uh, good words. Guy, thanks so much for your words, for your stories, and certainly for your action, and all the best to you in the new year. Awesome. Thanks a lot.